Hello, I'm Shivani, hosting Eleonora. Um, I'm director, co-founder of the Museum of Crypto Art. Eleonora is an incredible curator, writer, thinker, um, truly one of the earliest pioneers of this entire NFT uh, industry, and more importantly, like an, an art movement. So really excited today to dive more into everything that excites her, everything that interests her, um, and really how she sees the future of, of everything we're doing here. Welcome, Eleonora. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Shivani, Mokad, Minty. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you for what you said. Yes. Um, we were on a train of thought, which I want to continue, <laughs> um, which is, you know, like I studied art history. I know you have, and we can go more into that. You have a very deep, long practice in traditional art, fine art, um, global cultures, anthropology, right? And uh, diversity of perspective is something we try to always keep in mind and stay humble about. But we also have our own views and things that that compel us and make us feel like we're okay with who we are and what we're putting our time towards. So, you know, you were just at Art Basel. Um, what was your experience like? What do you think about the NFT space currently? Well, um, as I was telling you uh, in our uh, train of thoughts, Art Basel is always very overwhelming. Um, it is, I mean, first of all, art fairs and events connected to art fairs are always very overwhelming. I think it's just because, you know, you like the fact that you put um, all these years of history and this completely like, uh, you know, from all over the world uh, history compacted in a, this little capsule, you know, in space and time where you're like, uh, you have such a little space and such a little time and the entire world and the entire time is going to be uh, captured there. Of course, it's like it's overwhelming even if we don't realize that. So that's that's the first fact. The second fact, of course, is that now um, at Art Basel, we have been participating with the NFT space, which wasn't happening a few years ago. And so we are also very, like I feel very personally very involved. And so last year was already a little shocking to see, you know, that NFT is, I don't know, there were these announcements oh, there's an NFT party and then you go there and it's a, I was like, I see the party, but I don't see the NFTs. And then I was like, no, no, there's a screen there. You know, that's the, the NFT part, which was very fun. And lots of like yachts. Uh, this year was more serious. Now we are serious about, we take NFTs seriously, you know, like with institutions and, <laughs> and everything. But uh, again, I don't think that, um, you know, somehow history of the space, the history of the space, which is very clear and documented because it's on chain, it's on the blockchain. Somehow it always gets distorted. And I think that when it gets distorted, it doesn't matter if you distort it for a better reason, for like an intellectual debate or for, because now we want to show the good art that is in the NFT space uh, instead of like talking about money like we were doing last year, it's still distorted. So that's, that's, that's what my concern was a little bit. That didn't let me feel very good. That's very true. Um, I mean, I would love for you to, you've written books about crypto art. Um, I would just your background and, and your story would be really good to capture, I think. 
Yeah, um, I so I didn't study art. I'm not graduated in art. I am graduated in Chinese and Chinese culture. So I'm a sinologist. Uh, but that's how I ended up to work for Ai Weiwei, the, the Chinese dissident artist, uh, who somehow, you know, when you are surrounded by, I always make this parallel because I think I was like, when I was at Ai Weiwei studio, I was there for four years. You were really surrounded by this atmosphere and uh, spirit of freedom of expression, freedom really. Um, it was a very special place. Weiwei couldn't travel because his passport uh, wasn't given back by the government. And so the entire world was coming there. And, you know, if they were coming there to talk about what was happening and, and you're surrounded by these very special people, because, of course, also Chinese people who decide to work with someone like Ai Weiwei, they made a very precise decision in their life on which part of history they want to be. So it was like, for me, it was very inspiring but again there's a quote uh, by Weiwei who says that you know once that freedom uh touches you it never leaves you then you have to live with it right um and I think that's how somehow I transited from that place to the crypto art space without knowing probably probably unconsciously but now looking back I think that's where I found after China and, uh, you know, after like uh, leaving China, which is what I started for in a place that I love deeply, uh, where I found another space, probably the most contemporary creative space where freedom of expression is at the center of it. So that's how I felt comfortable, like in, in a second. This was in 2018. I, I just happened to be in New York. And my roommate told me about this thing, which was called Art and Blockchain. He said, after he heard about my Iowa story, it was like, you know, if you really want to keep uh, being on the edge of this art world, which I didn't want have anything to deal with, you know, I didn't want to work in a gallery or in a museum, but then I feel, how do I leave such a creative space as, since I come from there now? Um, and he told me about this and, and I went to this conference and on stage there was uh, Pepe people Rare Pepe, uh, Dada, uh, Super Rare, Jessica Angel, and all these people that uh, we know that really shaped and built the space. There was a, a, a show with um, screens already in 2018. And, uh, but then after the conference, we, we had this dinner and really for me, because at the beginning, obviously I was shocked because everything you have ever learned in our society, which is like this, uh, you know, middle man in everything. It's just these pillars that are part of your life or just don't exist anymore. So I was like, I need time to digest a little, but digestion uh, happened very fast because we had a dinner together and these people were just amazing. And really I thought, where was I until now? This is the most creative space I've ever heard about in, in like in the, the, the past years as for in contemporary art. So I started with, um, the Rare Pepe, uh, you know, project, uh, doing a curated project for them because Pepe, I thought the Pepe is everything. Um, you know, it's like, it's a meme. It's, um, it's, it's, it's the expression of everything. You can express everything you want through a meme. And also um, the fact that, you know, everyone could submit their own creation to the project. There was such a freedom of, creation, experimenting, expression, everything in the Rare Pepe project, which I never heard about uh, in the contemporary art world. It was, it was like 
crazy. This curation, non-curation, people to meeting people, everyone can create their own card uh, and creating really like this community probably for the first time uh, coming from the internet communities and creating this digital art community, then attaching these things to a token and the token is the art. I was like, okay, I'm in. Uh, and, and then I never left. I, the, so much of what happens in China for like us in the Western world is very much a like, this is freedom and that is not. When in truth, like, and we talked about this a little bit, like yeah. in truth, like that's, we're not, you know, we are subject to like propaganda and psychological warfare in a, a very similar way. Obviously our personal freedoms to like build a business or have a family that we would like is different. Um, for you, you know, like this freedom of expression as a current between your earlier work and now in crypto art, um, especially seeing the news today with OpenSea and royalties and all the bullshit, right? Um, what is the role of the single artist and the curator in in making sure freedom like continues in the face of everything? Is it to leave? Is it to stay? Like what is... I'm just curious. That's a very good question, which I, I wish I could answer properly. Well, it's um, I don't think that no, it's a responsibility that we should mm -hmm. take all of us, creators, curators, all of us in in the space, uh, because the space was built in a certain way for a certain purpose, which was very. I mean, it was completely like experimental, but it was almost more precise than it is right now that everyone knows about it. Mm -hmm. That's when I was talking about Miami and, you know, like I go to the shows and I go to the events and nobody is talking about what this thing is really about, just the promise, the, the promise of a better this, this, and that, a better everything, a better world for creators, a better mm -hmm. like a fair space for everyone nobody's talking about that anymore and I don't mean that in a nostalgic way because I hate to be nostalgic and to talk about it like oh geez I were there you I was there you weren't there it's not about that but the promise seems like um to be uh, fading a little you talked about royalties and that's part of that or you know like um uh, bringing this art into institutions and only wanted to like deciding to only talk about one angle of these artworks, which is the, for instance, the creation through fantastic digital tools. Okay, fantastic, good. It's amazing yeah. art. What about the blockchain? What about the promise? Why are you here? Why are you using the blockchain? It's not, you're not using only for money, right? And if you're using it for money, how? That was also like a, a, a promise in that sense for artists to be, to sustain themselves and again through royalties so no i don't think that we should leave i think that we should i think that everyone should uh get more informed about history because it's there you know history is not this is not centralized anymore it's on it's on the blockchain so mm -hmm. it's a uh, it's very possible to see what happened for real it's mm -hmm. registered and this is like a a big revolution i think that very few people use the blockchain for one of its main functions, which is the timestamp, 
that does that the blockchain does very well. We are so concentrated on ownership, but timestamp is probably what it does best. And so if you go through you know, right like the, this history and you learn, you know, it's there for us to to um, study and to get informed. It, everything is on chain. Uh, we can read and we can take the space. Uh, we can see uh, I mean, how the space was built for what, taking it from there and keep, of course, developing and, uh, you know, make it better, make it like a, um, keep pushing the, the limits, but never really forgetting where the space is coming from. What is the role of the artists and the curators? I think we talk about the role of the curators uh, uh, in this a lot. I want to say something probably uh, not popular uh, about artists who I love deeply. I live to work with artists. It's my, it's, you know, artists are everything for me. Uh, you know, they call me the spoiler of the artists because I spoil them because I really love to work with creatives. But sometimes, um, I am also disappointed by some, some, by some behaviors uh, by the creators who are supporting this new wave of not supporting themselves, which is like a paradox. But, you know, it's a, you know, like a being very careful uh, about uh, floor prices or, mm-hmm. uh, or I mean, many things. It's just like, a, seems like, a little group of creators uh, do not, uh, you know, support the cause anymore for really like I wrote a a quote and uh, curators, of course, curators were always the middleman. So we know about that. That's why I want to say about artists. Sometimes like artists also need to keep believing in it and supporting uh, again, like the the promise. I, I, um, we, I always, uh, forgive artists um for you know like taking opportunities i i'm not judging creators for taking opportunities i think that they should always take opportunities but then we cannot complain if after a year we are where we are because when you accept to uh show sell give your art and you know like be be rolled and uh, work together, for instance, with huge auction houses who don't even don't even know what royalties are. We cannot complain that after a year um, we are here debating about the fact that royalties should be mm-hmm. taken out. This is not a judgment for artists to have said yes to auction houses because validation is very important. I'm just saying that. For us, maybe to give better opportunities for them also to believe in the cause, you know, like to keep uh, doing what we 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 were doing, because otherwise that's that's how it's it's going to end. I I sent like I, I wrote this quote while I was in Miami, which was like uh, I mean very dramatic, but that's what I think. It's like we sold our soul to the evil for mass adoption and validation. That's that's how I feel. That's how I feel we did. And not everyone is very happy because it's validated. I'm also happy that we're everywhere. But I don't know if sometimes it's not always the, the right thing to do. Or at least we cannot complain about results. Yeah, definitely. I think I remember, I mean, obviously I came much later, but I still remember in like early 2020 or in summer being like, oh my God, wouldn't it be amazing if Christie's did something? 
right? Yeah. And now and now we're here and we're like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, what did they bring to the space? They brought validation, the broad mm-hmm. market. Of course, it's like, it's, like, it's huge. There's such a high signal to like traditional art. But the yeah. thing is, is like they've created a marketplace, right? Yes. Um, for for slanging NFTs, not for you know thought and discourse and yeah. And at the beginning, what yeah. was happening with the auction houses was uh, the the transactions. It's still happening. So it's still happening. The transa- the transactions are not on chain. Mm. So the, the NFTs are passed from the creator to the collector on chain, of course, because it's an NFT. But the transaction of like the sale oh, is yeah. not that on chain. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, yes, to Christie's and Sotheby's, let's you know, let's collaborate. But you should impose Christie's and Sotheby's to do transactions on chain. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. keep it yeah. secretive and nobody knows if it's it's the old world. Yeah. You know, when the old world is applied only to a section of the new world, it's very dangerous. That's yeah. what we should fight for. We shouldn't fight for say, no, I'm not going to be part of like a Christie's auction. Yes, I'm going to be there. But then I want transaction to be on chain because I want royalties. Otherwise, artists have zero royalties on any piece sold in an auction house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that integrity um, is so important. And and generally, like we are moving, the like the whole world is moving towards like, individual sovereignty through online tools with cryptocurrency being one of those which is very important but like if we lose these very important crucial indicators of sovereignty and like basic senses of ownership not in the sense of like it's mine but like at least i hold it for its future online um we are losing the whole point for sure yeah you are you you have you are the custodian Otherwise, there's no point. Yeah, it's like centralized exchanges and everything. Let's not talk about that. But it's a <laughs> you are the custodian of it. That was the whole yeah, point. Definitely. So, and also, it will be nice to see um, a little bit of like uh, you know compromise between the two worlds. That will be nice because I think that it's always very good when different worlds come together and never seen anything bad about it. But when, you know, the arrows only go to one direction, it's a little dangerous. So yeah, we do things together, but like the core needs to be protected and it's not, I don't think that it is. Yeah. I think the thing is, is the validation you're talking about has now gone to artists, curators, anyone wanting status, like status, fame, like uh, not recognition and love, but like status, right? Which is a very different goal. Um, and I don't, I don't know how to make that go away. I don't know how anyone. Oh uh, no! But I thought we were the opposite of that. Yeah. I also want recognition. Everyone wants recognition, but that recognition that you were talking about, you know, not the status. I don't exactly. even know what our curator means. I don't care. I know what I'm doing, right? But then, uh. I don't know. Let's try to take the positive uh, uh, from this. But after like our Basel Miami, it's very hard to stay like uh, not to criticize what's happening. I mean, it's better to be honest, I always think. 
Um, it just, you know, I can imagine people wanting to say like first, like foremost thinker mm-hmm. or like, you know, like first is like, yes, but um, <laughs> the status game is what is like sickening me right now because it's so clear that that most artists are really out for that. A lot of them. The newer, yeah. the newer like, you know. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Uh, I mean, about artists. I'm like, you guys have to be part of this as well. Everything is to support you, but you have to be convinced. Mm-hmm. You can't say yes to everything. You can't be part of the rusted system again, because otherwise there's not so much that, uh, it's difficult. Uh, yeah. It's difficult because then you created, I mean, I think that the space created like a support system. You know, the goal was to, for creators to succeed and to be again, like self-sovereign, etc. So then, you know, the next question probably is yes, but now like you build the entire system. Now that we are successful and we are validated, why are we complaining about it? That's not, I don't think that that was absolutely the kind of validation, again, that we were talking about. I think that it's more common in new artists coming to the space, uh, which, again, I love to have new people. I hope we will forever have new people in the space. Otherwise, I don't know what we're mm-hmm. going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, it cannot be always, it was very bad when there were like a very little people. It was very good, but it was it was nothing, right? It was like a family. So it's so it's so much. It's better now that we have all this new creative force. Um, but that's when I'm saying that that's when I'm saying education also for them a little because it doesn't. It it, it seems like it's completely detached right now. It is more about putting your art on chain, and it's not right. Even from like more practical perspective um very few people are playing with tokens very few people are playing with what the blockchain could mm. uh bring in that sense or like value uh uh you know like ownership or but like let's say like in a abstract way mm. like idealistic way everyone is just using the blockchain for so it's not again like i go to panels events shows and the point is completely missed there, it's not there anymore that's yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you think you can like practically tangibly do to, to change this? Or what do you do in your work that makes you feel like it's going to be possible? Well, for instance, um, this, for instance, this project that I just finished, right? The, the, the Rizzoli book. Um, so the Rizzoli book, it's 50 interviews to 50 creators that I decided not to interview only people who were there at the beginning, because I really want to avoid this. There are so many people who brought value during these years and even like, you know, started from, I don't know, maybe uh, the past month. So I really like to give an overview on how everything started and everything was evolved and arrived today, but through creators that it's unbelievable and very beautiful to see how there are some creators who just got to the space and they answer to the core points of the space in their own personal way. That doesn't mean that they delete them. For instance, I always give the, uh, for instance, the, um, uh, the example of Anya and Dija operator, right? Just to mm-hmm. name like a, a few artists. So, they didn't uh, arrive into the NFT space until last year. But then uh, if you look at how they operate in the space, 
the main, um, since first of all, they have been doing uh, digital art since forever, but the way they approach the space, the respect to the core values, like for instance, community uh, is there, but they're not trying to do it the same way that we have been doing it because it's their own perspective. So instead of like, you know, opening, uh, they said in the interview, instead of opening a Discord channel, and create a community for operating on Discord and do a Twitter space. For instance, they do experiential dinners, but that's to creating community. That's very, that's still very like a core value of the crypto and NFT art space, only in a, I would say like in a modern way or in a very personal way. So I really support uh, all the creators who are taking, uh, you know, like uh, customizing, uh, uh, through their own eyes, but not deleting the values. That's very important. So, uh, you know, for instance, with a project like the book, um, you're able to tell many stories. I think that the best part of the book is that I didn't write it, but the artists were talking, mm. you know? So it's on my perspective. It's really like this 50 uh, completely different pairs of eyes uh, talking to you about how they see the space, about art. We don't mention the market. We don't talk about the market, which is not evil, but we dec I decided not to put the market. We decided to, not to talk about transaction, uh, you know, uh, really like money, but to concentrate, uh, for instance, uh, what is art? Why are you doing this? Why are you using technology in your art? And then what? why are you in the crypto art space? And I think that, for instance, uh, telling this story is already helping um, to, you know, like for, mm -hmm. for the truth, for many different truths, of course, uh, to be out there and for people to get informed and know about and to understand that there's so much more, right? Like in the space uh, than what we see, but also to be very clear. I mean, when you interview certain artists to be very clear of how everything started and why and yeah. the core question was where are we at now and where are you at as a creator you know since the beginning now yeah. and where are we going so for instance a project like this or now what I, my next project is i um and i think that's also another very um useful way of approaching to to solve what we were talking about so i i want to create this space um where artists it's it it will be called criticized by creating which is really like a you know like a high park corner where artists come and they talk about uh what's happening in our days because going back to what we were talking about, I think uh, the blockchain is a little undervalued uh, in its function of timestamp, which for me should be, it's, it's like, it's almost everything. Mm. And so um, like, I would like to create this, you know, almost like a permanent collection of commentaries, thoughts, feelings, ideas about what's happening in contemporary society through like a, uh, drawings, cartoons, you know, artworks that come with a message. Why? Mm. Because then when you go back in time, like in 10, 20 years, and you're going to see this, you know, it's almost like a, everyone is going to create a little manifesto about what's happening around. It can be like gossip. It can be very serious. It can be protest. It can be political and social commentary. But then you look back and you see how 
history was made by many people. It's almost like you're creating like a distributed history because it's not like you cannot take a page out of, you know, you cannot like take, I give this example because I'm very familiar with it, but many other things, even in the Western world, but like you cannot take out the page of Tiananmen Square uh, protest anymore. It's there, it's on the blockchain. And so to see like, to have this, right? Like all these creators uh, making, writing history in a distributed way. I think that that's another way to avoid, you know, distortion of history and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, and and such. I agree. The timestamping is maybe the most crucial part. Yeah. You know, this is a, a difficult question because Generally, uh, you know, you see these like women artist shows, right? And I wanted to ask you this because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. You'll find like, okay, like women in Web3 or like female artists, right? Um, what is your approach to navigating like being the label versus like recognizing your own strengths and moving forward in a way that lets you empower women but but not get sucked into the narrative of being on the side (laughs) yeah this is a very uh tricky question it's uh i think about this all the time and every time my answer is the wrong way because it depends because there's so much there's so many layers and details um it's difficult i i think I have, okay, let's talk about like the personal reaction. I have a personal inclination to have a very strong refusal reaction to anything which is labeling. So for me, every time I was invited, we went on blockchain, I'm like, I'm I'm not, I am a person um, in the blockchain space. And I don't want to be labeled because I'm, it's even stronger. You know, look how, I mean, look at what we're doing here, you and I, and I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, we're women. So it's just like a, a very big refusal for labels. But then I talk about this to artists as well. And then they let me think about the, for instance, like during, um, yeah, the interviews for the book, I talked about this with a female artist. And I was like, you know, like we shouldn't, I, I don't like this, this approach the necessary you know like you need to be put in a group of women or that she said yeah but there's still much work to be done because for instance um like you know collectors so the main uh i don't know that like many collectors are male so based on because I was saying that now that we're all, oh, that's what I was saying, that now that we are all, we're all anonymous, I think mm. that it's a great thing because we can actually be valued for, mm-hmm. you know, who we are. But then she had a good point and she said, that is not true because although we are anonymous, for instance, the education to the taste of, for instance, men in society and considering that men are, you know, like many collectors are men, even if we are anonymous, they're probably gonna pick certain artworks. They're probably going to collect certain artworks that speak to themselves for real because we are anonymous, 
But this real is already influenced by society and the way they grew up. Mm-hmm. So they won't call that women art. You know, so I was like, that is true. So yeah. it's it's not that, right? It's not that simple. Like, okay, I don't want label for me. I mean, we don't have to talk about women or no, we really have to talk about women because then there are so many perspectives and I didn't think about that. And I was like, okay. Then someone else said, well, actually, you know, like the domain collectors, like, uh, uh, you know, like maybe they, without knowing, maybe they have an inclination for, for like, are created by females because you know we are more seeing more and more for me it's if we could avoid to talk about this and really value um everyone that's what i'm trying to do so for instance instead of organizing like a show where you call the show like a women or something Mm. do the same show and just call it a flower i don't know like a sky Mm -hmm. So it means that your intention is very clear because the artists that you are presenting, for instance, are women. But don't, I would never make a deal about it because I know that if I don't make a deal about it, for my perspective, the result is going to be bigger, at least for people like me. It's almost like, uh, I rem- you know, it's, it's almost like tricking, which is uh, a little sad, uh, but... I mean, I don't know. What do you think about this? I th- it's um, it's you can do the same actions and value certain groups of creators without talking about it in a clear way, and so actually even bringing more value. Yeah, I mean, you're right. My, I think women have certain strengths. Um, that don't get valued and instead we are asked to be hyper masculine in order to be powerful. Right. And that is yeah. where I take issue because, yeah. you know, the, and I see that a lot in crypto, you find women who are exceptional, who've done exceptionally well, like from an investor standpoint or even a curator standpoint who are using tactics that are very masculine, like aggressive, yeah. manipulative, deceitful. Right. So at that point I'm like, what's the what's the point like are you you're just performing this this kind of strength so for me the empowerment question is really around like are you empowering yourself in your own terms or on someone else's right which is maybe yeah you're also getting at um yeah but which is that's that's what i wanted to say though which is why don't we do things our own way and we empower values and people who we want to empower without being too clear about that the real revolution happens when you are making facts and it's not that you don't talk about it revolutions start with ideals then you have to you have to make facts so the fact that i so i created the ritzali book and i created, I told you this, a randomized uh, drop for which collectors, if you want to buy the book for the limited edition, you have one artwork in the cover. And um, and if you uh, like, if you collect one of the limited editions, you don't know which one you're going to get. Because for me, everyone in the drop needs to be equal. Otherwise, I knew for sure that after an hour, I would have sold the covers, the books with the covers of 
five, ten artists who we know who they are. And in this covers that I would have sold, probably there's even a one woman. Mm. So I designed a draw completely for everyone to be, again, like randomized. And then you get the one that you get. Did I talk about the fact that I thought that no women will be collected? No. I received messages for, uh, from female artists telling me that they never felt so protected in a drop in their entire life because it was equal for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have to say that I was doing that because this and that. First of all, I was doing that for even other male creators who wouldn't have been bought because uh, market is just dictating very stupid uh, rules and results. But also women. There was not one female in the covers that I thought I will tell in a second. So what I'm saying is that I think that I created change. Then maybe the drop didn't go well because of this. But I that's creating change. I didn't say that I've done it for, for women. And I think that I empowered them more than if I said that. Does it make sense? Yes. I mean, you are your actions, not what you say. All and also, you're yeah. not putting them in a spot of being a protected species. You yeah. just protect it through design a drop. Yeah. They don't have to know about the protected species. Yeah. And they're protected. Definitely. That's more my approach. I think that's I think. very... That's something to be very proud of. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that, but it's how I, yeah. uh, not labeling, but empowering. Yeah. It's a very fine line. It is. Um, especially when, you know, like the World of Women project, that NFT project, right? Like it, it does a very good job of getting women together. Yeah. But my question is always like, what is the purpose? Like if it's to make friends, with other women, like, great. But if you're trying to change gender equality with this project, it's just not going to work. No. Right? Um, you're not changing it. You're putting people in a ghetto. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's up to maybe, you know, the world is changing. I still think the world is becoming more feminine in a good yeah. way. Yes. It is. <laughs> Slowly. Yes. <laughs> Surely. But I don't want for this specific topic, I don't feel like judging anyone's take because everyone has very also personal different reaction to how like to empower women. That is my personal one. I prefer to empower without telling because I think it's the real empowerment. The fact that I am the curator of the Ritzale book and it's not a man, I don't think that we have to talk about that, but I'm the curator, I'm a female. So that's that's what, where I see the real power. But I don't, I think that all these other projects is different angles to uh, the same. I don't feel like judging this. That's very, very strong and very good. <laughs> um, my last question is, you've seen the evolution of like the culture of this space. And you've also worked in like Asia, Europe, everywhere, America. Um, is a more globalized culture a more like online internet culture where we are heading? Or do you think that people are still holding on to like their localness and where they're from? 
I get so mad when I see people uh, holding to the localness. There are new projects now, uh, you know, even in Europe, like, I don't I want to name the project, but let's say uh, really focusing on, you know, the spirit of their own country. I think it's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's in the road. Crypto art as art known wrote a long time ago, I mean, it's not a very long time ago, it feels like it's a long <laughs> time ago, uh, is geographically agnostic because the populations of the internet are geographically agnostic. This doesn't mean that you have to cut your roots and delete who you are, because also because even if you want to do it, you can't, so it's, it's useless. But it's very, identities are very important. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm a big supporter of different accents like mine in English because it's like first of all I could never speak like a Native American but if I could I probably wouldn't want to you know you need to like it's it's um the, it's like right English is a good example it's the communication language it's global and then you keep your identity in it mm. but this um you know like uh wanted to prevail with some cultures again and this has been happening because you know like institutions and the artwork came in uh i find it to be ridiculous i'm so i'm so against it but okay i think and maybe it is judgmental but i think it's different where it's different also based on the places where it happens if it makes sense why because there are some places like uh crypto art for instance, well, I think it's a great project because there are some places who, let's say, that need a little push, a little help, a, a little push to start. And then even when I met them at the show that Maka supported uh, in New York, I said, okay, enough, enough with this name, you know, it was great. You did it, you're making it. Now you're not crypto arrogant anymore. You are who you are. You know, so I think that the push at the beginning for places like, um, uh, like uh, you know, like uh, South America, uh, you know, there's so many Venezuelan artists who benefit from Bitcoin, from the rare peppers that you know, changed uh, their life. Dada changed the life of many South American artists or, um, uh, you know, so maybe it, it is already uh, or, or, or what is Osinachi is doing. Mm hmm. You know, um, so maybe there is a little bit of judgment already of like white Western uh, European judgment already in what I said. I understand that. Uh, but for Europe, um, US and et cetera, and all these new, uh, you know, like uh, groups uh, of, let's say, very wealthy countries and very like established cultures, meaning that it's the cultures that, wrote the history books and shaped the world based on their own view to want to bring back that, I don't agree with that. But also for the countries that need a little push, I think that after the push, as I, when I was speaking to, you know, like uh, the, the artists uh, from Argentina in New York, I was like, enough. Now you don't need this label anymore. You don't need it. You don't have to have the label of Argentina anymore. But at the beginning, I thought it's good to create community and emerge we are not all in the same social you know status so i can i, I can live very well with that but i know it's judgmental already
I mean. No, that's a good perspective. Anything else you have thoughts on you want to say? Anything you want to put out there? Um, well, maybe, maybe we can say, like, um, the direction of, like, you know, what, when I say that I'm very interested in, like, a smart contract and stuff, because I think that it's, like, it's a very good direction for the space that it can take and actually show right like what's mm-hmm. possible yeah so i think i think uh, again it's very personal but I, i'm very interested in seeing like um the blockchain you know like taking over also as a tool like with all its potential uh because it can also help it can help everything it can help projects artists it can help um society it can help like uh you know, social projects with social impact. It's like the, you know, like the blockchain is smart contracts. Like it's uh, the tool can help many things. And and I, I feel that we haven't been using it until now. There are only a few creators who, amazing creators who are already using it in that sense. But there is so much that can be developed even for good causes and a good use or just for the sake of art, which is already very good for our souls. Um, and that's what I'm interested in seeing developing. So it's, you know, it will keep the core uh, of, of the space, but it will also like develop in, uh, you know, like this combination of art and technology finally. And they're, we're, they're, we're not going to be at the intersection anymore or God forbid, we're going to be, they're going to be so like uh, connected that you cannot talk about one of the two without the other that's that's what I'm, I'm hoping to see and like with the again with the users of like smart contracts to create art to create uh support systems to you know like experiment with new interactive ways where like the audience can be part of the artworks themselves etc it's infinite i can think about 1000 things but i think that's probably where I hope the space is gonna go, which doesn't mean that I, it doesn't mean that uh, artists need to become coders. It means that uh, it will become more like about uh, projects done together with uh, different uh, creative perspectives. And I think that it will uh, value again, like the, the real core of this tool, which is, you know, equalizing and et cetera, everything we know, distributing. I agree. Thank you. Thank you, Shivani. Breaking news.